podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is honest. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is my co-host, Miss Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. So I'm not the great, the powerful, the mighty, the illustrious. You see the blank look on my face? You say it usually all the time. Mm, but I'm gassy right now. I'm trying not to destroy my chair. That's a good thing. Yeah. You happy with that one? I'm happy see? with that one. <laughs> Ask stupid questions, win stupid prizes. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Go all ahead. Right. <clears throat> so, boys and girls, today we're going to feature Lionel Tate. Now, something interesting about Mr. Tate is he was the youngest person convicted of a murder who's ever been sentenced to life. No parole. Without, to prison. Yeah, life in prison. Wow, dude. Wow. Let's get this started with my opening thought. And this plays into the rest of the story, by the way. It's not easy being a parent. It's a daily challenge. But at the end of the day, we should all pay attention to our kids, what our kids are doing. Both good and bad. Lionel Tate is infamous for being the youngest person sentenced to life in prison in the United States of America. Children are normally viewed as sweet and innocent, but at 12 years old, Lionel had already committed his first murder. By how? 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's like the Mary Bell of the U.S. Kind of, but Mary Bell was not as well. You'll see. Okay. He makes, in my opinion, he makes Mary Bell look, look like, like a, a saint, look like a little princess. The story is both chilling and sad, not only for the victim of the murder, but even for the uh, the perpetrator himself, for okay. Lionel, uh, who was severely let down by America's justice system and rehab system. Was he? Oh, yeah. You'll see why. Let's talk about the murder. Lionel murdered six-year-old Tiffany Eunuch. E-U-N-I-C-K, on, Jan- on July 28th. Of she was six, right? Is six. that what you just said? Okay. I'm trying to, like, keep it all straight. <laughs> Am I talking too fast for you? No. I, usually I can see your face, and right now I don't know why, but I don't know. You don't want to see my face. I scare people. You scare me on a daily basis, but whatever. <coughs> so Lionel killed Tiffany, uh, who was six years old, on July 28th of 1999. Gonna party like it's 19. That's what I was thinking is a Prince song. Lionel's mother, Kathleen Gossett Tate, had agreed to babysit Tiffany, who was the daughter of her cousin's fiance at her home in Miramar, Florida. Kathleen had left her son and Tiffany, who were friends, to play downstairs while she rested upstairs. See why I said pay attention to your fucking kids? No shit, yo. So while she was maxing and relaxing, being all cool, were they in West Philadelphia? Yeah. No, they're in Florida, but yeah, oh. close enough. Um, she had called out a few times to the kids, though, okay? She had said, hey, man, keep it down down there. You guys are making a big old ruckus. Shut up. I'm trying to relax. Oh, okay. She never goes down there to check on them. Ever. Doesn't wow. go down there and say, hey, what the hell? No. Instead, she's on, Lano, Lano, knock that shit off, motherfucker. <laughs> that a good one for you? Yeah, I like that you, one. You did that one good. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your waitresses. About an hour later, Lionel had gone up to his mom and told her that Tiffany was not breathing. Oh, 
shit, Shinola. Uh-huh. It turns out that Lionel, who was way larger than Tiffany, he weighed about 170 pounds while she weighed about 50 pounds, like 50 cent, had decided to demonstrate some of the moves that he saw in WWE SmackDown Wrestling. Oh, shit, yo. Yeah, and he decided... Dude, my cousin put me in the figure four one time. That shit ain't no joke. Well, he's decided to do this on Tiffany. Keep in mind, man, she's like 50 pounds. Yeah, he probably pile-drived her, huh? This involved putting Tiffany in a headlock and pounding her head on the table and punching her. Oh, shit. Throwing and kicking her around. Oh, shit, yo. So upon hearing that Tiffany wasn't breathing, Kathleen had rushed down to try to perform CPR on her. Yeah. Tiffany was taken to the hospital and she was pronounced dead. Wow. And here's my notes. I like telling everybody when I have my little noty poos in here. Your little side notes? Capital letters. And here we go. Because <laughs> this is a pet peeve of mine. People don't want to Soapbox. First off, I think his mother should also go to prison. I agree. She's an adult in the house. And she was the one who said that she'd watch Tiffany. Instead of watching the girl, Kathleen's upstairs sleeping. She left that child with a child. But wait, there's more. Oh, yeah. You'll find out because he has a history. Wow. I know, dude. I used to, um, I used to babysit my friend's daughter. And, dude, she wore me the fuck out. She had so much energy. <laughs> and so I told her one time, I said, look. We were up in my room. I said, look here. I love you to death, KJ. I said, but you need to sit here and watch TV. I'm going to take a little nappy poo, but you don't leave this room. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Jake had a lot of energy, and there's this thing called children's Benadryl. <laughs> I'm not saying that I drugged my kid, but... I drugged my kid. Sometimes you got to sleep a little bit. A little bastard's up. And fucking- yeah, no, she had so much energy, and I would take her sometimes for the whole day, and I told her mom one time, I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> exactly, man, I'm too old, and there's not enough fucking drugs. Yeah, you don't just kid. send them downstairs and fucking let a six-year-old, you know. No shit. So let's talk about the arrest and trial of Lionel Tate. Okay, let's do it. Lionel was arrested and charged with the murder of Tiffany. That's a given, right? Um, and when he was questioned by the police, at first he said that he had Tiffany in a bear hug, and that she had hit her head. However, after further questioning him, he finally admitted uh, what he had done to Tiffany. Which wow, was the WWE dear. moves. He was offered a plea deal, three years in juvenile prison, plus 10 years probation, which his mother and the attorney did not accept, as they were sure that Tiffany's death was an accident, and they were sure that the jury would also see it as an accident. Which, honestly, I would too. I mean, granted, the kid, well, but you'll find out why later on. I think his attorney was an idiot, but okay. Yeah, well, aren't a lot of public defenders idiots? Just saying. Mm, true. Lionel was prosecuted as an adult. Oh. At 12 years old. Wow. That's, you know, that's shocking to me, uh-huh. honestly. In front of Joe, Joel Lazarus at Broward County Circuit Court in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Ah, Broward County. Uh-huh. The trial was shocking and confusing because no one could imagine that a 12-year-old could do such harm to a, quote, friend. Yeah. Which I wouldn't think so either. Or a six-year-old, period. Yeah, or a six-year-old. Like, you know, you would think that most kids would be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't slam Tiffany's head into a fucking table. Yeah. At the trial, a video of Lionel demonstrating how he killed Tiffany was played. Oh, shit. From the demonstration, it was clear that Tiffany's last moments were torturous and 
filled with pain. Oh my goodness, poor kid. The courtroom was left extremely shocked. Many people got emotional as they as they realized the terrible ordeal that this little girl had to go through in her death. Right. I would too. Lionel's defense attorney, Jim Lewis, put forward a very interesting defense, however. He argued that Lionel's behavior was from being infused and uh, influenced and idolizing the violence that's depicted on the wrestling TV show, which is you, you had to see that defense coming. It wasn't his fault. He watched the wrestlers do it. It's all WWE. Yeah, fault. and we've seen that before, not in cases we featured, but, but in we've seen cases. it in some of our research and everything. That people will blame music or movies. I was just going to say, he or killed whatever. himself because he listened to su- uh, yeah. Suicide Solution by Ozzy. No, he killed himself because he wanted to die. Well, and not just that. At some point, that's the parents' fault. Exactly. For letting them fucking watch it all the time. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, yes. Anywho, his defense fucking failed. And the Wrestling Federation issued a statement saying that they, uh, that they believe that the Wrestling Federation should never have been a part of Lionel's defense. I agree. Me too. I'm like, yeah, I'd be stepping up going, I don't think so, motherfucker. Yeah. The prosecution was able to show that Lionel knew what he had done was wrong. Oh, yeah. And evidence led to the effect that Lionel had been a bully throughout his years in school. So they're looking at his past. They're talking to people. Well, and you knew he knew what it was wrong when he tried to lie about it to begin with. Exactly. The prosecution stated that Lionel's acts could not be considered simple child play gone wrong. Yeah, no. They tendered that Tiffany's autopsy report as evidence against Lionel. And more my side notes. Side note. (laughs) Once again, where was mom? Yeah, precisely. If if Lionel was a bully in school, I'm pretty sure that his mother had been informed at some point. You would think so? There are anti-bullying laws in effect across the U.S., with the problems that have come up in the aspect of school shootings. So what year was this? 99. Okay. So it's still within there, yeah. When the aspects of school shootings and schools in general are required to act and report on bullying immediately, as I understand it. Yes, they are, they are supposed to, but I have found out through personal experience, they don't. They don't, but they're supposed to. But you would yeah. think at some time, if he's a constant bully, somebody at the school has called Kathleen and said, hey... Your kid's a dick. You need to check your son. Yeah, you need to fucking check him because he's being a little asshole. Yeah, and which is shocking to me, too, because, I mean, I've seen even, you know, African-American or black comedians say this, that the black community has a tendency to fucking beat their children. Yes, they do. I they have, have a history of it. And Cat Williams, I love him to death. He's awesome. He's funnier and shit. Says, you know what? White people stop putting a leash on your child and black people stop beating your children because they asked for a candy bar in the store. I think that every child should be beat every once in a while. That's just me. Because <laughs> every store I go to, I see little assholes running around. Uh, me too. Me too. So any hoosies, the autopsy report showed that Tiffany had suffered several injuries, including... Broken ribs, a skull fracture. Oh, fuck. Um, a lacerated ri- uh, and a lacerated liver. English is hard. It is for you. Which had been so badly damaged that a piece of it was floating free in her body. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine the torture that little girl went through? Six years old. Yeah. I mean, no. And then you figure, I mean, you have to figure because she was pronounced at the hospital that. The broken ribs and the lacerated liver happened before the skull fracture. You would think. So, therefore, she was in so much pain from that 
that you know what I mean? Yeah. That's torturous for that little girl. Oh, exactly. And she's probably screaming at him, "Stop! Stop! Stop! This hurts." Well, according to the uh, the, the pathologist, the injuries were uh, were likened to the injuries of somebody getting uh, that that somebody would get from falling from a three story building or being hit by a speeding vehicle. Yeah. That's not child's play. No. He, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. In order to get a guilty conviction, all the prosecutor had to show was that Lionel intended to commit the violent acts and not that he actually intended to kill Tiffany. And you'll no, find out he, why. Yeah, he just wanted to hurt her. This was a result of the felony murder rule. This legal rule helped the prosecution to get a guilty verdict, although it was clear that Lionel had not intended to kill Tiffany. And I disagree. I disagree. You've already, you broke her ribs and lacerated her liver. And she's probably screaming at you to fucking stop. Right. Uh, you know, well, what do you think is going to happen while you're smashing her head in? Come on. Yeah. So after only three hours of deliberation, the jury handed down the verdict of guilty in January of 2001. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for them. So Lionel was 13 years old, and he was sentenced to a mandatory life in prison without the possibility of Yeah, felony of murder ain't no joke, dude. Yep, because he's being tried, tried as an adult. Judge Lazarus believed that Lionel's action, actions were callous and extremely cruel acts that could not be considered child's play. Yeah, no. He was, uh, he, he was adamant that the mandatory sentence was befitting the case. Yeah. You know, it almost kind of reminds me of, um, what was his name? Um, Craig Price. Yeah. You know, how the brutality of his crimes were, you knew that no matter what, it would continue if you didn't stop it. Right, right. Well, there was a lot of criticisms over Lionel, Lionel Tate's case. Oh, I'm sure there was. At the time of the murder, Lionel was only 12 years old, right? This made his life in prison extremely controversial because he's, you know, 13, getting, 12, 13. Getting oh, yeah, so he in was in protective custody. We know that. Yeah. He was the youngest person to ever be sentenced to life in prison. The sentence meant that Lionel's life would be over before it had even started. Oh, yeah. Well, and the thing is, though, is, I mean, if he would have committed this murder when he was 11, he wouldn't have been tried as an adult because they consider 12 the age of accountability. Oh. Yeah. I found that out, too. But yet, I'm not allowed to date 16-year-olds. Okay. No, I see okay, how it is. Okay, it's That's accountability, fine. not consent, Scott. There's a difference. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> God dang rules. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not dating 16-year-olds. He's not. He's not. Oh, what the hell's wrong with you? No. I just said you're not. Not kidding or not? No, like... you're not fucking dating them. No, no. No, no you're not. not. I would hurt him myself if I knew no, that. shit. The treatment of juvenile defenders was... Uh, was severely questioned. And the question was, was it appropriate to sentence a child to life in prison? Although many people agreed that Lionel's actions were vile and despicable, many also don't believe that life in prison uh, was exactly appropriate. Well, and you have to take into account, too, that this happened after the Craig Price thing, which, remember, that's when all the laws changed. Right. So, you know... He has Craig Price to thank for that, and Craig Price is actually down in the penitentiaries in Florida, so... Right, right. Well, and Beat his ass, a, Tate. Beat his was, ass. This was especially uh, because, you know, Lionel didn't even intend to kill Tiffany. 
That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Now, while they're saying that, I... I don't believe it. I don't believe it, but all right. Yeah, because if he didn't intend to kill her, he wouldn't have been smashing her head against something. He was not, in fact, a cold, calculated killer. No, I don't think he kill, uh, calculated at all. He, no. He wanted to inflict pain and harm. Yeah. And that's exactly And it might have been an impulse thing. He might have been looking at her thinking, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to hurt her. Could be. Uh, he was a child who had done despicable things, but the fact that he was a child could not be ignored. Yeah. Even though the prosecutors had charged Lionel with murder, it was clear that they did not expect him to be sentenced to life in prison, of all things. Oh, so the prosecutors didn't even expect no, that? No, they didn't even expect that. Got that was you. all the judge. He said, dude, you're done. You know, lock yeah. this animal away. The prosecution even enjoyed, uh, joined in with his plea for leniency. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Something that doesn't normally happen, Yeah, it doesn't at all. In January 2004, Lionel's sentence was overturned by state appeals court. Oh, okay. They overturned the conviction on the basis that Lionel's mental capacity had not been evaluated before trial. Okay. Which makes sense. You have to do a psych eval. Oh, you do. You do. Everybody gets a psych eval for major crimes like that. Right, right. I remember when I got mine. But I'm just <laughs> they said he's crazy. Lock him up forever. Dude, I was going to say, why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> The state appeals court questioned Lionel's mental uh, capacity at the time he committed the murder. This resulted in Lionel's being released from prison, and instead of given a year of ha- and instead he was given a year of house arrest and ten years of probation. Oh, so he's out now. But wait, there's more. Oh, of course there is. So I'm going to answer your question. Where's Lionel Tate now? Yeah, that's my question now. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Lionel is. Back in prison, despite his early release. He was released at 17 years old. This means that he spent the majority of his teen years in a prison. Yeah. He developed his adult personality traits in prison. Of course he did. So keep that in mind. This has undoubtedly had a negative effect on his life and development and increased the chances of him turning into a repeat offender. Right, career criminal. Right, because you, your teenage years, you're you're absorbing all this fucking information. Oh, yeah. And if the lifestyle that you're becoming accustomed to right. is that of in prison. Well, and they say if you want to be a good criminal, go to prison, you'll learn how. That's how I learned how to be a serial killer. Um, I'm just kidding, I'm not a serial killer. So, side note. Now it's time for another Scotty side note. This is a failure on so many levels of the justice system. Yeah. The, pers- the, the purpose of putting someone away with a release date is so that they can be rehabilitated, isn't it? Yeah, reformed, rehabilitated, yes. So instead of anyone that was involved thinking, hey, this is a kid with uh, lots of issues. Let's teach him some new skills so that he can, you know, kind of deal with his stuff. No one did a damn thing. A damn thing. They just fucking locked up this child. So they didn't even put him in classes or anything? Oh, they locked him up. That was it. Yeah, because they've even offered Craig Price the, reform, the rehabilitation courses and stuff, and he's denied them. Yes, he has. So so nothing that I can see that for, for the, re, the reformation part, but keep it in mind, as a teenager, if you're in prison, even with reform classes, chances are you're still you're, you're, you're adapting yourself. To survive. To survive. It, it, it's a survival instinct. Okay, so... Yeah. And, and in prison, you have to, you know... As you live right now yeah, in your house, if I was to take you out of that environment and drop you into the middle of a jungle 
and oh, say, no. you have to survive. Well, at first, you're going to be scared shitless, but you're going to learn how to adapt to that environment. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn your environment. You're going to learn what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And your personality itself is going to change to adapt for survival. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to him. Yeah. Eight months after his release, Lionel was again arrested for violating house arrest. Okay. How? I don't fucking know. I'm no. just reading along what the hell I wrote. I don't remember. I did this at a hotel room, and I was dog-ass tired. Bear with me, will you? I know. You texted me and said, Kate's done. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. That that was a long day, too. It was like a fucking 14-hour day. Then I came and worked a yeah, couple hours Yeah, because they this. were late loading your trailer. Yeah. I, I didn't get the load on time. <laughs> Big load. Although he was allowed to return home a short while later, he was again arrested for armed robbery and violation of probation. He had assaulted a Domino's pizza driver. Yeah. So, you know, poor Domino's guy. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) This charge landed him in prison once again. This time sentenced to 30 years in prison. Wow. He's scheduled for release in September of 2030. So, hey, you only got nine more years there, Skippy. Before you hunt me down and probably kill me too. This was a horrible crime that affected two families and two children. One child is dead. The other child was in prison. Yes. The crime, although brutal and horrible, did bring to light some of the discrepancies in the American justice system. Yes. It highlighted the flaws of the system that regards with regards of how the juvenile offenders are treated right at 12 years old lionel deserved a chance to be rehabilitated he did and not as a felon by the way no not in an actual prison prison no put him in an institution or even if you do house him in a prison environment put him in a protective custody environment right not around people who are actual fucking hardcore thugs yeah that you have to worry about getting shanked when you turn around Eh, maybe somebody should have shanked him. A life sentence may have been considered extremely harsh for a child. It was also worrying that Lionel's mental capacity was never brought into question during the trial. Okay. He committed a gruesome murder that would suggest that he may have been mentally stable. Uh, as his behavior is not that of a normal 12-year-old. Okay. So he may, not, you know, he may have been fucking crazy as shit. This case may be used as a case study to ensure reform in the juvenile justice system. Children deserve a chance to be rehabilitated, and a life sentence would take that away. It would. So, oh my God, I have a lot of fucking side notes. You have a lot of side notes? Like a lot of... Like a lot of closing thought. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't quite remember writing most of this because I was was gone. (laughs) I did this like pretty much sleeping so closing thoughts as i read the information about the case i wondered if the judge's verdict would have been the same if lionel was a white kid yes and that's yeah i remember writing that i said wait wait no i'm not rooting for blm and stuff like that no but let's relate him to sig well we will let's get to that here in a second yeah i was wondering i'm just interested in what the hell i wrote (laughs) It's just the fact that in a lot of cases, white defendants get lesser sentences than black ones do. Yes. And it's it's sad to say, but it's true. It's not a fair system. I don't think that 
it is it's right to give more or less of a punishment to anyone based on skin color. To the flip side, Lionel was known as a bully. With that said, and knowing that fact that his, that his mother was upstairs sleeping and not watching the kids like she said that she would, where's her accountability in all of this? Exactly. Why was Lionel's aggressive behavior not addressed at home and corrected? Right. I believe that a 12-year-old cannot make the same choices or have the same sense of right and wrong as an adult. Exactly. I also think that the judge handed down the sentence of life in prison to a 13-year-old should be held accountable as well. Yes. True. What message does it send society as a whole? When when, When you're a kid, you're expected to make mistakes. You are. And I'm not saying that this was just an innocent mistake. Somebody died. Right. So he should be held accountable on some level. 100%. But life in prison, that's just bullshit. If the state is, ste- uh, is stepping in, then, it isn't, then isn't it their responsibility to help correct those mistakes as well? Yeah. In this case, the judge wanted to throw him in a cage like an animal. I don't yeah. think that Lionel should have been set free. But perhaps he should have been put in a mental institution or gotten mental help. Right. So that the cycle of violence had a chance to stop. And we're going to talk about the cycle of violence here in just a moment. Okay, question for you, though. Did they do a psyche eval any, at any point, even after he was sentenced? Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, I, well, I think that they did. I would assume that they did because they said that... Uh, okay, because I'm wondering what his mental capacity was. Probably very I- diminished. Right, but, you know, because, I mean, I can see them saying, you know, they didn't take it into account because they didn't do one. But I'm wondering if they did eventually do one and find out, you know, that he did suffer from a lot of mental. And I would agree with that, but we're going to talk about that here in a second. Oh, okay. We're going to have a pretty good discussion about that. I feel that most of the time the court system is not about helping, but about punishment. Yes. Now, I want you guys to keep in mind, this isn't even in my notes, there's a difference between a discipline and a punishment. Right. Discipline I am all for. Mm-hmm. Because discipline is much like martial arts. They're teaching you a discipline. They're teaching you a, a proper manner of doing things. Right. Um, and a punishment is just pain. That's it. Right. It's, you know, it's something to cause pain. I think that maybe all of us, you, me, everyone, should be thinking about how we can stop these kinds of things from happening again. Maybe instead of throwing every criminal in jail, teach them some new skills to deal with their issues. I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that my idea would work every time or with everyone. I'm just a guy. I don't have all the answers. I, I do know that as a parent, as parents, we need to pay closer attention to our kids. So many of you are happy to let your kids sit in front of the TV or video games and ignore them. It's easy, to, it, it's easy as kids get older to let them kind of go do their own thing. Right. I'm not that kind of dad myself. Uh, no, you're not. You can ask Jake about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was always in his business even when he was in Nevada. Well, I was going to say, he's 18 years old living here and you're still all up in his junk. Goddamn right. You want to know why? I want to be a productive member of society and not a dick. <laughs> I still try to bond with my kids. I talk to them. I listen. I pay attention to the problems as well. Yeah. I also don't believe that you should be a kid's best friend all the time. No. Sometimes you need to be the parent. Yeah. As for my best friends, they're just as 
dumb as I am when it, and they do dumb stuff with me. Right. Keep in mind that I'm in my late 40s. Best friends do not try to talk you out of doing dumb crap. They right. say they say things like, "Woo, hold you my beer. <laughs> you can, you can do it." And then the cops get called. Right. Well, and that's just it. Is you don't want that relationship with your children at all. No, I mean Jake and I get along, and we are friends. And you know, okay, he's my son, and I'm, I'm his dad. However, um, well, like the recent development that happened, work wise. Right. You know, we had a discussion about that. Right. You know, because then I, I, even though he's 18, I'm still kind of trying to guide him through life. Exactly. Because at 18, I didn't know jack shit. And I was living on my own and everything like that. Dude, we're in our 40s and we still don't know jack shit. I'm 48 years old. You want to know what I know? Not a fucking thing. (laughs) I know how to play music and make money. And that's it. Yeah. Drive a truck, maybe. I'm still that idiot who will sit there and, and talk to my friends. What do you think? You think I could do that? Well, it looks pretty dangerous. You might die. Yeah, you can do that, Scott. No problem. Uh, hold on. Hold my PBR. <laughs> Look, get a run and start, buddy. Get a run and start. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, I, and I, I hear this a lot when I'm watching, like, different talk shows and shit like mm-hmm. that, that. You know, or especially, babe, we're best friends. My daughter and I, or my son and I, we're best friends. You are a fucking idiot. Yeah. You got to be the parent. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, my mom and I are like best fucking friends. But you know what? I'm in my 40s. Yeah. You know? But and so the best friend thing would end if you're getting ready to do something stupid. If you're like, oh, my hey, God, I'm going to go totally... shank the fucking neighbor. Dude. Then mom's going to come out. and She's going to be like, uh, no, you're not. Because I'll beat your ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, I told you the story about the one time when I walked up to her and said, I'm taking the car. And oh, she's yeah. like, uh, no, you're not. I go, uh, yes, I am. And I grabbed the keys and I never seen my mother move so fast. She <laughs> had me on the ground so fast. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, she's a fucking ninja, man. Dude, you I'm telling you. You don't fuck with your mom. Uh, yeah, no. And that's before she knew you. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I mean, and I, I was like 18 at the time and she was like still being a parent. Right. And, you know, uh, so a lot of times when we have the, the our, our child killers, or other people go, okay, well, you know, at the time, psychology is just kind of on the, it's an emer- it's emerging. Right. You know, this, we're talking 1999. Psycho- in 2000, yeah. And into the 2000s. You know, uh, when he was already in prison, psychology is already in full swing. We've got a lot of advances exactly. and everything like that. We can't just sit there and go, well, you know, we have to go with the Freudian theory in order to kind of make this try to all work or da-da-da. Um you know, type of shit. We know stuff now. We do. You know, so... The tools were there. Totally. Before this happened. Totally. In order to correct the bad behavior. Number correct. one, it starts at home, man. It does. I believe that Kathleen should have come down. The second that she got that call from the school going, yo, your kid is a little asshole and bullying people. She should have straight out said, guess what? She can't watch wrestling anymore. Why? You're a dickhead. You're out there, you know, being yeah. with your classmates. Yeah. I, I, I quit letting my son watch Power Rangers when he decided that he was going to be one. I'm a Power Ranger. I'm the pink one. <laughs> Pretty proud of myself. That's a whole story. Go, go, Power but you know Rangers. What I mean? And then, then it's like I put him in martial arts. And he, when I put him in martial arts, he quit horse playing. Because he was told, thank you. He was told that, you know... The pressure it takes to break this board 
can break somebody's bones. Exactly. That's what I meant. They were teaching him a discipline. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like he quit horse playing with people. And it's like I had this one guy. He said, you know, he was older, younger than me, but older. He goes, why isn't your son up there playing with all these other kids? I said, because he's taught that if he does and gets a little out of control, he can hurt somebody. Exactly. And he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, that's teaching a discipline. Yeah. You know, instead of, you know, apparently what I can see from Kathleen, um, you know, that just it floors me that you offer to watch somebody's kid. So you're taking responsibility for that kid. And you're like, oh, just hang out here with my son that is a bully. And I'm going to go upstairs and take myself a little nappy nap. That's yeah. She should be just as accountable. 100%. That, that's what pissed me off the most reading this. Yeah. Because, you know, still being fairly recent and he's still not, you know, he didn't spend very much time out of prison. So there's not a whole lot on him. Right. Um, but we live in this society now where we want to blame everybody but ourselves. It's not, it's not Lionel's fault. It's the wrestlers. Yeah, but the wrestlers aren't there teaching them how to do this. And it's not my fault. I'm just the mom and I got to sleep, you know, and it's, it's not anybody. It's everybody else's fault. Yeah. And we need to get back to a time and place where it's our fault. Yeah. It's our fucking fault. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. It's like we're teaching our kids now. Well, they're teaching their kids now, a lot of people, that you have the right to say no, and that's okay. Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to do something I tell you, is all you have to do is say no, and I need to listen to that. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Your kids should do what you tell them because, you know what, you're guiding them, you're teaching them. You know, all that jazz. With both of my parents. Let me let me give you this scenario. Hey, Scott, clean your room. No! <laughs> you wouldn't even get the O out. <laughs> and then I wake up in a couple of hours. You feel like cleaning your room now? I think I'm going to clean my fucking room now. That's what I think I'm going to do. I was wrong. That's right. Clean your room. Because there's only two ways it's going to go down. Either you're going to go clean your room, or you're going to get your ass beat, and then you're going to clean your room. But either way, guess what's getting done? That fucking room's getting clean. That room is clean. Yeah. But nowadays, and I, I see it all the time, and, uh, what pisses me off the most, oh my God, my biggest pet peeve, and I've actually yelled at other people's kids and parents. Oh, yeah. Because I have no filters. <clears throat> Billy, stop. Stop. You're, you're making mommy upset. You're going to give me a headache. Please stop. Oh, my God. Please stop. And doesn't do anything else. You're going to get a timeout, and the kid doesn't give two shits about anything except for being a little dick. Oh, that's true. That's true. And I brought this up. Jake Stone one fucking temper tantrum in public, and it was at a Rite Aid. And it was either <clears throat> Walgreens. I can't remember. I have to go to that side of town and fucking figure out which, it was a white, which one it was. But uh, he threw himself on the ground, throwing temper tantrum. I looked at him and said, boy, is that the way you want this to play Look out? Look here, Hoss. Yeah, oh, <laughs> man, Southern came out and me in a hurry. <laughs> Georgia came out, yeah, huh? Said, boy, is this how you want this to play out? How you want to play this? You know, he stopped in somewhere. No, daddy. And we walked the hell up. Yeah. No. Temper tension lasted maybe 30 seconds or less. Yeah. But no, kids will sit there. No, I said that I want this. Because ah, they think that because most parents are being taught now to make them the boss. Oh, yeah. Like they're in charge. Your and child has rights. No. Let me give you a parent's little tip out there. Be the fucking parent. Yeah. Your kid's not the boss. Your kid's a kid and doesn't know jack shit. Yeah. 
I like I'm 48 years old. I don't know jack shit. My son's my son's pretty smart. He's 18. He doesn't know jack shit. That's true. I mean, and it boils down to this as well because I've heard this being said. It's like, you know, your child has rights and blah 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 and they will tell you how they feel and you need to accept that. Uh, no, uh, dude. I'm sorry. Until my child can vote, my child does not have rights. Exactly. Here, they have privileges. Here's what I believe kids have a right to. Food, mm-hmm. shelter, education, clothing. Exactly. Mutual, That's what I've told my son. Mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Um, not being, you know, the shit beat out of them. Right. Things like that. General things like that. Right. You know what your kid doesn't have a fucking right to? To fucking yell at you, cuss at you, demand things. Yeah. All that shit. No. Yeah. You're a fucking kid. Not at all. No. I mean, because I remember when I was working... You know, because I did grocery delivery. This lady was in front of all the carts so nobody could get to him. And one of her sons was throwing a temper tantrum because he wanted to ride in the cart. And his sister was in there. And she goes, I know you're upset right now. And we can talk about this later. And, you know, you have a right to feel this way. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, that conversation between Jake and I would have gone like this. Hoss? <laughs> And he knows when I start giving that tone. <laughs> when you when Georgia comes out, <laughs> I got a size thirteen foot for your little ass. And you can pry it out of there after I'm done. Is that the way you want to play out? No, Daddy. Ah, okay, so we agree. Yes, we do. And a story. Yeah. No. And a fucking story. Yeah. I mean, and I remember I was at this restaurant one time, and this kid was just being a terror. And his dad looked at him and says, "You know what? If you don't stop." We're going to go outside. Mm-hmm. And that's all he said. Right? And the kid ended up not stopping. So the dad picked him up, you know, took him out of his little booster seat, put him on the ground, walked him outside and everything. And this woman followed him out there. She goes, you don't have a right to spank your child and everything. And the kid looked at his dad and goes, what is wrong with her? <laughs> you know? And I was just like, you know, because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Because he kept doing it, and he knew there was consequences. I mean, when my son was little, I mean, I did give him choices. I would say, okay, this is what you did wrong. This is what's going to happen. We're going to, you know, you're going to be punished this way. Uh, you know, I, I would take away some of his, fa- his favorite toys because he loved playing with certain toys. I didn't, I mean, I think I spanked my child three times. Not spanked, swatted. You know, because it's not like I, like, whooped his ass. I just swatted his butt. Three times his entire childhood. But I told him, I said, look, I'm going to take this away. Do you want it done? I said, do you want me to take it away for five days or seven days? Half the time, he would say the seven days. <laughs> and so when I take it away and I'd put it up and I put it where he can see it, but he couldn't get to it. And he'd be like, mom, can I play with it? I said, no. I said, you said you wanted it gone for seven days and it's only been three. Okay. You know, so he knew. Right. But, you know, these parents that be like, you know. Or they fucking just break down and buy him the fucking candy bar. Yep. Yeah, no, dude. My son, one time, I think one of the times I did swat his ass is when we were coming out of Fred Meyer's and he wanted to go into the play place and we were walking by it leaving. You're not my mom. I go, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, and I was like, you want to play that game? And I kind of like swatted him on his butt. She actually looked over his shoulder and said, hey. Hold my bear. <laughs> yeah, I looked, I, I looked at him and I said, okay. And I swatted his butt. And I said, you know what? We're going to the car right now. I don't care. I said, you don't talk to me this way because I am your mother. I have the birth certificate to prove it. There's things that I've learned. You know. 
thanks to things like anger management and having good shrinks, is number one, kids actually want structure. They don't want to get away with everything. They no, want to. They, want they to be need able to the boundaries. They need to know their boundaries. They need the rules set in stone. Mm-hmm. So if uh, it, it, if it's bad for your kid to not go to bed on time today, then it. It's got to be bad tomorrow. It yeah. can't be like, oh, well, today's different. You know, it you know and there's right. exceptions, but right. not like cons- inconsistency. Right. You need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing is always being consistent mm-hmm. with the rules and the disciplinary action that, that, that happen during the course of a day. Well, and you need to also take into account that kids are going to push those boundaries. Oh, that's that's their job, man. Consistently, because they need to know that it's still there. Yes. And so they will consistently push those boundaries. And if we just, like, adjust those boundaries just a little bit, be like, oh, you know what? No. No. You know, yeah, they can adjust as they get older. Right. However, that's because they're learning more responsibility, and they're learning, you know, how to be a better person. So, so I, I got a story. I got a story. And I only remember this because Jake and I were talking about his former teacher, Miss Washington. So I get a call from Is my mom. Is this the kisser one? No, oh. I never had sex with Miss Washington. I that that, that was Mister. That was his other teacher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he got A's that year. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I get a call from my mom. She says, "Hey, look, I just got a call from Miss Washington. You need to talk to her too." But Jake hasn't turned in any of his assignments. Oh, wow. I said, oh, really? So I get on the phone. I I had a meeting that next day. And out of my mouth, I I said something to the effect of, you know, I have a meeting tomorrow, but if you want to cost me money, that's fine. Do I need to come down there and put my size 13 foot in your ass? No, Dad. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit the hell down. I don't care when you go to bed. doesn't matter to me, but you're not going to bed until you finish those damn assignments. He's like, okay. He finished all but, like, I think it was, like, one assignment or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that shit turned in in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Because boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking boundaries. I didn't sit there and go, okay, well, if you choose to do it, that's okay. No, it's not a fucking choice, man. Yeah, no. Get the shit done. Because I also believe in not not having kids do things that are outside of their capability. But they will rise to your expectations. Right. Well, if it was something like, you know, nuclear physics or something, you know... And and he didn't finish an assignment. Okay, that's out of the. It's they they, they took it from like calculus and nuclear physics, you know, at, and, and regular science classes into nuclear physics. Um, yeah, that's it's yeah. a bit much. I can see. Okay, and then I'd be a little bit different. I'd be like, all right, tell me why you're not doing it. Okay, you don't understand it. Let's try to figure this shit out. Right. You know, let's see what we can do to get you to understand it and complete the assignment. But this was something that was very much in his wheelhouse. Right. He just didn't do it because he's being lazy. Yeah. That was it. That, that that's the whole reason. You know, just like he didn't get great grades in P.E. I didn't write his ass on that. You want to know why? Not a physical kid. <laughs> totally Still fucking understand. <laughs> Still not. No, he, he passed. And that's all I gave a shit about. Yeah. Hey, you fucking passed. Sweet. That's, you know, because uh, passing is acceptable to me in something that's not in his wheelhouse. Right. But when it comes to math and English and stuff like that, you better fucking pull an A, man. Yeah. You better pull a goddamn good grade because there's no reason for you not to. Right. Well, and I told you because my son decided that, you know, because I did pull him out of public school because it was just not working. I mean, he literally flunked seventh grade and they kept sending him and they sent him on the eighth. And I was like, why didn't you hold him back? And they're like, oh, we don't do that. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. 
you know, and then they have it in school where if you fail a test, you can keep taking it until you pass it. No, that's not life. That's fucking retarded. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't agree with this. So I took him out, put him in private school. I mean, homeschooled him for a while. And it's like, I couldn't find a good curriculum. And then I finally did. And it's like his, his homeroom teacher, his, well, they call him advisory. She'd meet with him every two weeks and she'd be like, you know what? If you want to fucking graduate. And she basically said it like this. <laughs> you want to fucking graduate? You need to fucking get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to graduate like this. And you'll be 21 still in high school. Because we can educate you till you're 21. And he just looked at her like, you know what? She's right. And he did four years of school in two years. Yeah, he needed that come to Jesus moment. Yeah, and he pulled out with B's. I mean, I was, he's not very good at math, which shocking to me because A, I'm, math is my thing. And B, he's Asian. <laughs> no shit, right? You know. We should be out there with an abacus and shit. Dude, I'm telling you. I was like, dude, this is not okay. But, you know, so he struggled in math. So I helped him. And he still pulled a B. And it's like, you know what? You could have graduated on time if you just would have pulled your shit together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's parents' responsibility to guide your child. Guide your fucking child. Don't let your child just run amok and be like, oh, well. So you can even ask Jake this. I don't believe in partic- participation trophies either. Me neither. I think you know, it's bullshit. I don't pat him on the back when he fails. Yeah. I let him know that he failed. Yeah. I, I pat him on the back when he succeeds. participation trophies are shit. That's stupid. You know what? showing up. And you know what? Not, not just that is you're fucking celebrating mediocre. Exactly. And you know what? They're not going to celebrate mediocre when they're getting a job. Yeah, exactly. And they're in the workforce because you know what? They will never fucking advance. I agree 110%. You know, it's like life is not about being mediocre. Life is about excelling and doing the best you can. I agree. So let's wrap this one up since we've been on a soapbox. We went over the kid thing because I think that really relates to Tate. Because, you know, mama's not doing shit. Well, and like I said, related to Austin Sig, he was 16 years old. Yeah. And fucking, you know, it's like they they debated on whether to tr- try him as an adult. It's like he's 16. But again, he was white. Affluent family. Yeah, you know, and come to think of it, what he did to that little girl was horrific. horrific. I mean, it's, it was worse than what Tate did to the six-year-old. Marginal, yeah, I would say so. I mean, because he fucking tortured her. He fucking raped her, he dismembered her, and he violated her corpse. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, no, I'm... And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not like a bleeding heart liberal or anything like that. I don't go, you know, hey, BLM, and I only support black businesses, that, that type thing. But fair is fucking fair. Yeah. Shouldn't matter if you're black, you're white. If you're Asian, though, and you get arrested, you should be put into a shop where you fix everybody's electronics for free. <laughs> I'm Don't I- make license plates, bitch. Fix my phone. <laughs> I'm eyeing out your fucking nephew. <laughs> I know. Yuki is going to be fixing my shit as it breaks <laughs> down and upgrading my computers and everything. I'm Dude, eyeing I love him. that little kid. He's- and he's going to have a little brother or sister soon. Cool. I'm going to put them both in a sweatshop working for me. <laughs> Kidding Fuck me? Fuck off, dude. That's what Asians are good for. They're good for sweatshops. Dude, it's for, the first time I saw him in the hospital the day after he was born, it's like he had me wrapped around his little tiny fucking finger. Because you knew eventually your phone would break. <laughs> dude, and I, but you know what? I knew that I'd protect that little child with my life. I told him, if your dad gives you shit, just call me. <laughs> I'll beat him up. I did it before. I'll do it again. <laughs> 
All righty. Remember, folks, that you can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. Check out the website www.twistedbluellc.com and click on that Amazon button when you get ready to shop on Amazon. It helps out the show and it uh, doesn't cost you a damn thing extra. Also, because you're giving me the look, <laughs> check out our blog pages because that also helps out the show a lot on Medium, Vocal Media, and Hub, Hub Pages. Page. Yep. At Brutal Nation. And yeah, just type in at Brutal Nation. Boom, it'll pop our stuff up. We're adding more and more every day. Uh, all the time. Yeah, just getting it. We're, we're in the process of getting it all caught up. But it, you get a lot more information throughout the blog and you get pictures and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of, you know, just nice little things that we don't give you here on the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's basically what you get. It's like, it's like the bonus plan. It is That's like what it a is. bonus, yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like when a chick wants to be held, but you have sex with her instead. She's, uh, you know, on the bonus plan. No, that's a boner plan. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> Sorry. Make, make it a call on the bone phone? Dude, everything is about sex with you. Everything. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. All right, this show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.